So I know it's a couple of weeks after Thanksgiving, John, but uh, today I had to be pretty thankful of something. Mm. I'm I'm thankful of the equipment that we use here. Yes, yes, indeed. And I'm thankful of Andrew's awesome, you know, like whatever mixing capabilities. Yeah, mix, I didn't know the word for it, but yeah, his, his producing, <laughs> mixing, and all that. Um, you know, just even just the hardware having it work properly ninety nine point nine percent of the time. And the reason I was thankful for it. Um, do you do you ever listen to Dave and Chuck the Freak? Whenever I'm up that early, yes. I, I miss being able to listen to the show all the time, and I love those guys. They have a podcast. You can listen to the podcast. I, I know. <laughs> they actually upload to the same platform we do. Really? That yeah. I did not know. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's their initial <laughs> uploading source, but mm. um, you can listen to their entire show. And I'll have to check that out. Yeah. It's something nice to listen to in the garage, because the radio antenna is kind of shot, so I've got like three stations that come in. So yeah, can can you put like a nail in it like I've got in my radio? I actually have a big like roof antenna that's hung in the attic, kind of oh, shoved into the busted antenna port. <laughs> I mean, it's worked great for years. I don't know if it's just the cold not working or yeah. what, but I got like a landscaping yeah. nail jammed in mine. So nice, yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm listening to Dave and Chuck this morning on my way into work, and. If this is like the second or third time that this has apparently happened in their studio mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks because I've heard it other times too. They had their microphones like completely fail out on them. <laughs> nice. And so, you know, certain or it was a mixing board issue or something, but all of a sudden one person's Technical talking. Yeah. One person's talking, cuts out, then you know, then it sounded like someone else was talking through a megaphone. It was it was from from somebody who's in a recording profession as we are mm-hmm. um i mean it was it was frustrating to hear but it was also kind of oh, yeah. the whole bit was kind of hilarious too but i mean the way they were making fun of it and you know mm-hmm. talking about how you know they're this huge radio show that's listened to uh, all over the country oh, at least yeah. the east coast and far far more than we have <laughs> yeah, yeah well i don't know i mean well of course people might listen to them via podcast all over the place but i mean we're listening to in like six continents I'm okay um, with that. you know i know but they have like major uh, radio stations in Boston, Miami, Whoever Detroit. listens to us in Antarctica, if you don't yet, start soon. <laughs> yeah, but I want to hear from you. Please <laughs> message us or me directly. I just I want to know yeah. that we're listening to in Antarctica. Yeah. That's all I care about. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I that's I was just thankful, man. I was just like, you know, I was like, wow. You know, and I'm, I'm hoping that we don't get to that point where, you know, all of a sudden – because uh, everything does tend to break about the same time when things yeah, break. Typically. So, you know, rules of three. Uh, Especially when you buy it in sets. That yeah. Happens a well, lot. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, just like my mom, she had two water heaters in her house, mm-hmm. and both of them went out within three weeks of each other. They Oof. were both installed, you know, 10 yeah. years ago or whatever, or 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, same time. So, it yeah, makes sense. It, it makes sense. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so I just listening to that was... It was just frustrating, and and their mm. bit was hilarious on it. I don't think it was. I think it was not on purpose, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thankful that we have decent equipment. Absolutely. Um, you know, thankful for also. Oh, go ahead. Say, so speaking of decent equipment, have you heard of a watering can? <laughs> what? Yes, that, I, I that, know what a watering that can cat is. Plant is. Looking pretty bad, dude. I'm pretty sure I, you might as well bury it at this I point. I just put more water <laughs> in it, but the cat's murder. I'm telling you, man. That's I, not from cat, dude. That's that's straight up plant neglect, my friend. I think I don't think that's gonna make it till next week. We water it like every two days. A lot of water, and that the, might be the problem. It might be drowning. Then. <laughs> oh, I mean, the how soil much, just needs to be moist. Uh, you really wanted to say that word today, didn't you? <laughs> If, if, yeah, I mean it. Is. Yeah, it is. I don't know. It's so weird from this angle. Yeah. All right. Oh boy. So, anyways, um, back Yay. to back to being thankful about things. Um, something else I'm I'm thankful of, but I am saddened here. Uh, I'm thankful for many many years that I had with enjoying several car magazines, mm. which I think you heard in the news. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. Yeah. Let's, you want to talk about this a little bit today? I'm you, for can it. you talk about this? Not, you're not too traumatized? Not as much as it was with the manual transmissions. Okay, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. 
time to hit the trail. Lock in those hubs and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange. Broadcasting from the Thin Line Off-Road Studio. They're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. All right, anyways. <laughs> you fell asleep there. No, i sorry. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some of these car magazines and how they're kind of dumping all of us off the face of the earth. Yeah, um, so I saw the news that 10 Publications, which owns a whole... Uh, you know, slew of various yeah of off-road magazines. Well, and not just, just off-road, automotive. Automotive in general, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they've gone around, and I, and I guess let's back up there. I'm going to speak a little bit to that. Um, Peterson's Four-Wheel and Off-Road, mm. Hot Rod Magazine. That's top of the list, too. Um, no, I know. Oh. I'm not saying Hot Rod's not gone. but um, Hot Rod Deluxe is. Hot Rod Deluxe is gone. But CarCraft, a lot of these car magazines started between the 40s and the 1970s, mm. some during the 80s and even early 90s. These were different publications for the most part. Some of them were sister magazines by the same publisher. But something that started happening in the late 90s, early 2000s, and I don't know enough about the history of this without doing a bunch of research, but a couple different companies started buying up all these magazines and putting all these publishing uh, automotive magazines mm. along with some other magazines, putting them all together. And it was almost like it was this intentional thing that happened. And then eventually, I want to say four or five years ago, 10 Publishing essentially ended up owning almost like all of the automotive magazines that are published today. Yeah. And, you know, I, I didn't know, I, I know nothing about 10 publishing. I don't know, you know, bigger what, than nine publishing smaller than 11. It's not reasonable. <laughs> that sounds reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, no, I, that was, I don't know much about them. I, I do know, well, actually I'll leave this part for later. Um, so, so back to the magazines, uh, you've got a list pulled up of, yes. What magazines are... 19 of them. 19 of them, huh? We, we should probably tell people what's going on with them. They are no longer going to be publishing these in print. They're going to be digital only. Okay. So you won't have that joy of going to the mailbox, you know, for the new Peterson's Magazine or Jeep Magazine, and you're just going to have the horrible disappointment of nothing. Okay. So. Um, what? Which ones are we losing? Well, uh, I'll just read through them pretty quick because there are 19 of them. We're mm -hmm. losing four-wheel drive and off-road, automobile, car craft, Chevy high performance, classic trucks, diesel power, hot rod deluxe, JP or Jeep magazine, lowrider, Mopar muscle, muscle car review, muscle Mustangs and fast Fords, Mustang monthly, street rider, super Chevy, super street, truck trend, truckin', and vet. So I believe it was of 21 or 23 of their magazines. That's what's leaving. Wow. Yeah. Um, that yeah. 22 titles. So 19 out of 22 magazines that they publish are going digital only. What are they keeping? I did not see that in the list. Okay. Well, while you're maybe... Oh, I'm sorry, right here. Motor Trend, Hot Rod, and Four Wheeler. See, now I don't... Four Wheeler over Peterson's? Apparently so. I, I don't understand the reasoning behind that. I don't either. N I'm nothing wrong with Four Wheeler. <laughs> it's a good magazine. I've had a subscription for years. I, I don't have I've one. I've skimmed them a few times. I think I had like a, a subscript, like a, one of those test sample subscriptions at one point or something. Yeah. Well, all right. So here, like over the years for subscriptions, I've had a subscription to Peterson's Four Wheel and Off Road. Yep. I've had one to Carcraft. I've had one to Chevy High Performance. I believe I had one to Classic Trucks. Um, I've had one at one point to JP. I've had them to uh, Street Rider, Super Chevy. Uh, and I think way back in the early 2000s, maybe for a year, I had a subscription to Trucking. Um, I used to get those at Kroger. I remember that. 
That's before I knew a lot about building anything. I just used to love reading through and seeing all the parts and the builds and the projects they did. In fact, I'm pretty sure I still have like all a few of the issues I bought back then. Well, I, I, exactly, and I think that's where most most car and truck folks. I think like as teenagers in middle school, mm-hmm. uh, maybe this is where their interest started. Um, you know, yeah, they see the cars at the local car show Mm -hmm. or their friend has got, or their dad's got something cool, but to learn more about the hobby in the industry, they maybe go to their school library. Well, all right. So there you go. Um, you know, of these, of these magazines, I only have a subscription currently to one of them, and that's Peterson's Mm -hmm. four wheel and off road. Uh, mine had expired. I know we discussed that on a prior episode and I'd plan to renew it, but I, I don't after this. Yeah, well, of so. course. Um, what do, have? What was the first? Do you remember what the first magazine you ever subscribed to? And remember, this is a family show. <laughs> PC Gamer. My grandfather got me a subscription. Uh, I think it was like my thirteenth birthday or something. It's back when he used to come with a CD-ROM. He used to get all the game and program samples and stuff you could play on it, and I loved it. You're pretty Absolutely excited every it. month when it came oh, in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I used to build computers a lot back then and be really into the PC gaming and just building powerhouse machines. And, you know, for me at that time, you know, I was in grade school. I, I couldn't buy a new subscription, and it was pretty expensive back then, mm-hmm. you know, at least for someone in school. <laughs> They're grade well, school. Yeah, I mean, even so. back then, a subscription to a magazine for a year might have been 14 15 20 bucks. And this, I think, it was like 25 or 30 Oh, wow. Yeah, it, well, because of the disc. And then they came out with a, a non-disc subscription. And when that came out, that was like 15 20 bucks, and I was able to get it. Okay. So I had that, and again, after that... There was a paintball magazine, and then it was Guitar World. And I still get that one, but I, I got Peterson's for a long time. That was the first automotive one I subscribed to for a long time. Okay. For many, many years. When I was a kid, my parents had gotten me, by my request, a subscription to National Geographic, um, which I'm a big traveler, outdoor yeah. adventure person, as you know. And this is before overlanding was even really mm-hmm. considered to be a thing. So... You know, me reading about these destinations and things like that, a lot of it was was partially because I was interested in traveling there via via vehicle or whatever. Um, But the first magazine that I ever paid for out of my own pocket was Hot Rod Magazine. Mm. And I was probably 12 or 13 years old when I got my first job. And, you know, that seemed, you know, it was a lot of money. But, you know, I'd buy them at the store here and there. But I had a lot of different ones I'd buy here and there. Like Kroger or I think Kmart even back in the day. And it was just ones that I didn't know anything about the subscription. I had no way to get a subscription to it at the time. So I just bought them when I saw them there. And locally, they didn't carry them all the time. Mm -hmm. They'd get like three, four issues of this one or two issues of this one. And it was just, it was always unfortunate. You know, I never could get enough of a lot of them. And that's, that's when I went to a lot of the online researching of things. Well, that was kind of the thing with, like, even Hot Rod Deluxe. Hot Rod Deluxe, I believe, for, like, the first year, and I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I believe for it was about for the first year, um, you couldn't get a subscription to it. You had to buy it at the store. Yeah. And then they eventually made it a, a, a monthly or bi-monthly subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to go down and grab Hot Rod Deluxe, and I looked for it, and the only place I could get it was at the local Meyer. Yeah. Um, and that, so I'd get that as soon as it came in, and I was all excited about that. For me, as a kid, you know, I remember sitting there, 13, 14, 15 years old, flipping through the pages of these car magazines mm-hmm. and truck magazines, and uh, at that age, I wasn't into the 4x4s. Yeah. Um, I, that didn't start till I was about maybe 19 or 20, but um, these car magazines, and I would read every article uh, three, four times. Yeah. I would... You know, trace the cars onto uh, sketch paper, and nice. I would modify the the pictures in my mind how I think they should look and things like that. Nice. This was 
this was how, and I'm older than you. I'm 40 now. Mm-hmm. This is how my generation learned to love these cars. Yeah, and 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 got exposure to them year round because, especially being up here in Michigan, <laughs> you know, we have seen eight months out of the year, you don't see cool cars going down the road. Yeah, you know, you you've got your your salt rides going down the road in the mm-hmm. winter, but you know, your cool antique cars, your muscle cars, things like that. Yeah. It was all from the magazines. Um, you know, the magazines over the years have done all these these cool things, too. Like, they've done all the events, like the Hot Rod Magazine Power Tour, which I've done twice. Mm-hmm. And Peterson's does their ultimate adventure. I always wanted to do that. Four-wheeler does the top, so bad. top truck challenge, you know? Nice. All these, I don't know, It's it's... What are your feelings about these? I mean, I, we knew Prince dying, but... The, so the first time I ever heard the phrase, and there was a new trailer that came out for the sequel to the movie that's... Well, it's the third movie in the series, I suppose you could call it. The first movie originally aired in 1984. And the line that stuck out to me that I never really understood was, Print is dead. The movie came out in 1984 and they said Print is dead? Yeah. <laughs> Police Academy? No. Ghostbusters. Uh, Ghostbusters? Yeah. Scene where he's hooking up the secretary's computer. Uh-huh. And he just goes, print is dead. And she's talking about liking to read books and stuff. I I don't remember that, <laughs> but I mean that, that... What am I... I I love those movies. And it just... It, it kind of... I When I first read about these magazines going out of print, the trailer for the Ghostbusters 3 was on Facebook that day. And then I saw this Looks article, awesome, and it, yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm excited. And they're bringing back, uh-huh. like, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. They, it just, it's, it, for some reason, that line clicked in my head, like, oh, wow. It was that long ago. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of the dawn of the internet, so to speak. I mean, then it was, you know, pre-internet as we know it today. Yeah. But that was kind of the start of it was way back then. Yeah. Which... To me, it's sad. You know, I've had issues with companies I get catalogs from, and one in particular, I, I tried to get a catalog. You know, the link was dead on the website, so I emailed them, and it says, yeah, we don't have them anymore. There's a PDF download here. This says, well, I, you know, I don't want to do the PDF. I'd like an actual catalog. You're talking, like this, you're talking the Sears catalog? No, uh, Viking, Trellborg. <laughs> oh. suit company. Yeah. And they didn't have them anymore. And the guy actually said in an email, you know, the print's dying off. There's not a lot of people doing it, you know, get with the program. I mean, I, I was surprised somebody was, it, it's paraphrasing a little bit, but he, that's pretty much what he said in the email. And I was amazed that he would have said something like that to a potential customer even. Yeah, but, I, I, mean, I just, can see that. Um, it makes me sad, man. I, I love having the, the actual, you know, catalog or magazine in front of me to read through. I don't like... Staring at a computer screen all the time. I was uh-huh. such a car nerd back in the day, and and at the same time a, uh, you know, uh, a nerd for writers. And as you know, I have got a degree in English literature mm-hmm. and in, in, in English uh, teaching, high school English and social studies things like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know. I idolized these writers, and I idolized these car builders. Over the years, once I got to meet a lot of them, and unlike, you know, that situation where people idolize, say, a Hollywood actor or actress, Mm -hmm. and then they meet them in real life, and they're nothing like they portray on TV. Yeah. These people were pretty much exactly how I thought they would be. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of my uh, childhood heroes from... The ages of you know 13, 14, 15 on that I got to meet in my twenties or thirties, um, and and in many cases, being that I've now been in the automotive industry in some form or another for twenty years, um, I've got to meet and have a beer with a lot of them and things like that. That's cool. And these have been just super cool people. Now, what is it going to be? Are we going to the age of everyone's going to just idolize the... And I'm not saying I should have idolized these people. I mean, mm-hmm. but I was a kid, you know? Yeah. Um, is, is the next thing, you know, we're going to idolize the Instagram star? I mean, we're already doing that. Oh, that's already glorified. <laughs> Over-glorified. And it's, I hate it. 
Yeah. That's why I refuse to get on Twitter. Well, and you see that tying into the episode we just did. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm not going to name a name uh, for interest of not insulting someone here, Mm -hmm. but um, Chad from Quick Draw. Um, just so you were gonna name it. Not his name. <laughs> I'm not naming name at, at of where I'm going with yeah. this. Chad from Quick Draw. I was down there at his booth. And he you know, he's looking at the the pamphlet of, of events or whatever it was. And this guy that's on TV, um, in an automotive program, and there's enough of them that I can be vague there, but a guy yeah. a guy that's on TV in an automotive program. That Chad, in in for lack of better terms, idolizes. Mm-hmm. He happens to notice that he's got a meet and greet at somebody else's product booth. Yeah, um, like literally like three aisles over from where we're at, at whatever time. Let's say it's four o'clock in the afternoon or something. Unfortunately, Chad had a meeting with one of his parts suppliers at exactly the same time. Bummer. And so he says to me, "My dad's going to run the booth." He's like, it would mean the world to me if you could go over, meet so and so, and you know maybe get a signature on something, you mm-hmm. know, for me. I said, sure, buddy, I'll do that. Now I'd heard of this guy, but I knew he was pretty much Instagram famous and not magazine famous or anything. Yeah. Or he was TV famous a little bit, mm-hmm. Instagram famous like big time, like probably has a million followers. Okay. I go over, and it just happened to, I happened to hit, like, well, I, I went over first during the beginning of the signing thing, and there's this long line of people, and I'm like, ah, I'm going to come back in a little bit, because I knew you were supposed to be there till a certain time. Yeah. So, <clears throat> pardon me. I go back there um, after the, you know, the crowd dies down, and at this point, it's just him. Mm-hmm. And he's literally, like, basically sitting on the fender of this car that he's building or whatever, you know, that's in the booth. Mm-hmm. So I go over there, shake his hand, say, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm over here at the quick draw booth. I said, you know, I, I really think what you're doing is really cool. I said, I'm actually here for a friend of mine. You know, I'd like to get a signature. And he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. And he signs a, you know, he signs a poster for me. Mm-hmm. And so then I end up talking to this guy. And I'm trying to, like, figure out more about him because I'm like, okay, I've heard of you. Um, and that's about it. Like, I, I don't really know what you do. And... Literally every maybe sixth sentence out of this guy's mouth was something about how he was going to build his Instagram following account higher. Okay. Like all he cared about, he 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 was a he was a gearhead. Yeah. But most of what he cared about was getting Instagram followers. It was sad. I have no appropriate words to speak on that. Because I'm disappointed in that, and I'll just, I'll leave it at that. Well, and that's why I went back, and you know, Chad's like, you know, well, how was he? And I'm like, honestly, <laughs> he was kind of a tool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. you know, I, I says, you know, he, I says, he's building some cool stuff, but all he wanted to do because. You know, he's like, "Well, oh, you're with you're with one of the suppliers here, blah blah blah," and, and you know, and then he actually tried to hit me up for money. <laughs> he was like, "Well, you know, uh, if you uh, you know give us so much money for the build, we'll get your product in and blah 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 and this and that." And I'm thinking, and he wanted us to give him like ten thousand dollars and a seven hundred dollar product, just so for like huh. fifteen seconds of TV time. And it was just like, no, <laughs> you know. And the guy was just, I don't know. I mean. He was not as laid back and cool as my magazine heroes of, of that I met. That's always know? so disappointing. Like which super disappointing. Speaking of which, I got to talk about another one of my magazine heroes that we met at SEMA last year. Sounds good, but let's take a quick break here because I want to swap chairs because this one feels like it's about to fall apart. <laughs> so we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> All right, sounds good. <laughs> Tis the season for the annual History of Christmas Tree Walk in Algonac, Michigan. There are 16 days to choose from this year. Visit December 6th through 9th, 13th through 16th, 20th through 23rd, or 27th through 30th to see over 200 trees displayed inside a gorgeous 9,500 square foot log home. For more details, go to thechristmaswalk.com or call 810-794-2300. For fun food to put you in a festive mood, visit Foxfire Fixin' restaurant in marine city before or after the walk without dragging it out too much john um i had the opportunity 
to uh, chase down Rick Payway of, oh. uh, well, formerly Peterson's Four Wheel and Off Road magazine. I think maybe he wrote for Four Wheeler for a little bit, but I, I believe so, yeah. And, but then he, well, quote unquote, finished out his career. I don't want to say he's done because he's probably doing the internet stuff mm. now. Um, but at JP Magazine as the editor of JP. Oh, I didn't know he was done. Well, JP's done. Well, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know what the fate is. I mean, gotcha. speaking of yeah. the fate of these magazines, um, I, I did quite a bit of looking today. They're not really announcing when the last issues are going to be. No, all it said was towards the end of the year. Oh, I don't really? know if they mean this year or next year. Well, I mean, what are they going to do with people? Like, I pay my subscription two or three years at a time. Like, when they have those that's, little cards. That's what I always did. I would get, uh, there's a couple online places do three-year subscription deals. I would always do one one or two of those and just stock it up so I didn't have to worry about it. I mean, me personally, I'd, I'd go and get a refund. I, I, I don't know if they're going to default to it. But yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know, know what they're going to do there. Um, and I'm not going to worry about it too much. I mean, they are yeah. they are our, our brethren in the, I guess, automotive news section. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is one of the things. This is one of the platforms that's killing print is things are going over to podcasts and things are going true, over to... Um, you know, the Instagram and the social media and then the internet, of course, and various yeah. forms. Um, but yeah, I mean, meet, meeting like Rick Payway was really cool. Um, you know, I just, uh, meeting these different people over the years, uh, years ago, I had the opportunity, um, any of our listeners here that are old school hot rod magazine readers, uh, will are familiar with the t- term, um, or the term, the name Gray Baskerville. I've heard it. Uh, he was one of the longest-term writers for Hot Rod Magazine and other magazines as well and is in several Hall of Fames and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 2000, I did the Hot Rod Magazine long-haul power tour. And, uh, you know, this is actually maybe a good, a good time to talk about this. So the, the Hot Rod Magazine power tour... Uh, you familiar with it? I think we've talked about it. Isn't this one you have like half a truck out from? Well, or the hood from one or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. No, but no. You and I personally, not not to any of our listeners. Hot Rod Magazine, and this is prior to me being really into four by fours. Hot Rod Magazine um, did what they call the power tour, or does what they call the power tour, and maybe that's done now too. I don't know. Maybe it's going to all be social media. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but. They would they do a uh, usually a coast to coast or nationwide or maybe north north northern border or southern border or vice versa um, car trip across the country car trip and it's all these hot rod hot rods and and some trucks and you know just cool vehicles yeah uh, they started doing this in the nineties sometime I don't remember the the exact first year maybe ninety four ninety five and I mean immediately I was like I'm doing this someday yeah. I, I want to do this so. Uh, in 2000, I built this custom uh, 87 Ford Ranger, which at the time, many trucks were huge. Yeah. Um, had done custom body work to it, uh, custom paint job, all this stuff. Uh, nothing really mechanical to it yet. I mm-hmm. had a V8 swap planned, but I, I hadn't gotten Into to that Ranger? point. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I hadn't gotten to that point yet, but it was... <laughs> Um, it was a, it was a cool little truck. Redid the interior. I mean, it was mint body and interior was just beautiful. Um. I take off for California, driving this thing out, and um, there was actually many other parts of this that would actually make a really interesting podcast someday if I was going to just tell the whole story of it. Mm -hmm. But um, I ended up getting in a wreck in Colorado. A Jeep lost a tire on the other side of the freeway. Goes up. This truck, the paint hadn't been dry for a week on this truck. Comes up over and totals out the truck. I mean, smashes the whole front of it out. Um, The hood turns into an accordion. And... A bunch of cool people in Colorado, Golden, Colorado there, helped me uh, piece this thing back together in one day uh, with duct tape, bailing wire. uh, A wrecker pulled the front of the truck as straight as he could. (laughs) Nice. uh, Pulled this crumpled, crumpled hood off, threw it in the back of the truck, drove out to California. Nice. I ended up doing the power tour with this total truck with this crumpled hood in the back. And I made it my goal to... Try to get the signatures of everyone that was quote unquote famous, um, and all the editors and all the writers for Hot Rod Magazine at the time, 
and got everybody to sign that hood. That's awesome. Um, and had a lot of fun. And then everybody who I ended up just saying, screw it, let them just tr- do the whole truck too. Mm-hmm. And everyone that was on the um, power tour that, uh, uh, you know, long haul people, just everybody signed it. So this, cool. I drove this thing with thousands of signatures nice. on it. Um, it was a lot of fun. I believe it. <laughs> um, ended up in October 2000, if I remember correctly, Hot Red Magazine. Um the truck did just a little honorable mention with a picture of it. Nice. Um, did use the same truck again in 2001 with the signatures on it, but now with the front end straightened and a new hood on it. Nice. Um, but uh, I'm great back to Gray Baskerville. He was like one of the top guys. And I was walking through one of the, the nights of the show, and here he is sitting, and he was a pretty old dude at this time, and he's sitting on the tailgate of somebody's vehicle. <laughs> And uh, I ran up to him, Mr. Baskerville. I said, "Really, get your signature." And he says, "Oh yeah, no problem." He goes, uh, "You know, you know, whatever you want." And I says, well, "I says, I actually want you to sign my hood." He says, "Your hood?" I says, "Yeah." I says, Let me go grab it. And so I grabbed the hood and I ran <laughs> over to him with that. And he's like, "What the heck happened to this thing?" You know. And I, I told him what had happened, and he, uh, you know, I told him it was a flying tire. But he was pretty old at the time. I think he was maybe seventy or eighty. And so he ends up. So he. He's like, you got hit by a tiger, and I'm like, no, a tire. And he kept thinking, he kept thinking I said tiger. And yeah. So finally, he realized it was a tire that had hit it, <laughs> and uh, so he actually signed my hood. Watch out for flying tires, not tigers. Gray Baskerville, <laughs> and I still That's have that awesome. hood, as you know. You that know? is awesome. So that was that was pretty cool. But meeting all these, uh, you know, these heroes of mine, really, yeah. you know, and and they they were just everyday heroes, but. I don't know, man. It was it was cool to, to Oh yeah, absolutely. But um that power tour there um was my first indication that eventually a lot of the magazines were gonna be dead. And this was in two thousand. Hmm. What what gave that indication? Um I I'm not gonna mention a name once again. Okay. <laughs> okay. This guy was a higher up with the publishing companies. Okay. Was on the power tour. Very well known. Mm-hmm. Um, he had been on a bunch of TV shows, things like that. Um, I got friendly with him on the uh, on on the tour. Um, we had a beer a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one night we are in, I want to say Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, they had like a cruise in type of thing. And so we're, we're, we're there and there's maybe three or 400 cars and he was driving a, a cool, one of the magazine builds and, um, he had gone over to the one side of the stage or whatever. And like I said, I think it was maybe a night or two prior that we had actually had a beer or something at one of the local restaurants. Mm-hmm. He saw me again. He kind of waved me over. We get talking for a minute and he had a cooler full of beers or something. Pop beer. I don't know. And we're just sitting like at a picnic table out there and we're just BSing for like, oh, maybe an hour. He says to me, um, I don't know how long this is going to last. And I says, what do you mean? And he goes, uh, Hot Rod Magazine. Well, you know, hmm. Hot Rod's still here. Thank God yeah. right now. But he goes, uh, <clears throat> Hot Rod Magazine and some of the others. And, I, and I'm like, well, why is that? And he says, well, so-and-so publishing, and I don't, remember the name of it i i could look wikipedia or whatever it has bought or is in the process of buying hot rod and a bunch of the other magazines hmm. and he goes and i think they're just buying us to turn us into an internet publication and this Oof. is back in like 2000 Jeez. and i'm like in the internet's in its infancy of yeah. course you know and i'm like really i said no i don't see that coming and he goes he goes yeah and he goes and i just he goes he goes, I think the day of the true editorial magazines is, is dying. And Man. and he's telling me this. And I I I I remembered it and I, I kept it with me and I kept thinking every time I hear somebody over the last twenty years telling me print is dying, is that mm-hmm. reason I'm not mentioning this guy's name is he later was fired under various mm. inappropriate behavior. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, uh, it became a kind of a national scene. Oh. Um, but uh, it was, um, you know, it just, it was interesting, though. He was right about yeah. this. And, 
you know, and I'm seeing that print is dying, unfortunately. It, it's a sad thing. You know, I, I figured, like, when they started doing newspapers to digital, that's, that was my first thought is, well, soon they're not going to be doing any of the, you know, the newsprint anymore. Well, just think of our local um, Port Huron newspapers here. Mm-hmm. I remember 10 years ago, you'd get that paper, and it was an inch thick. Oh, yeah. Now it's like, what, 18 pages? Something like that. I can't even tell you the last time I've seen one. Yeah, it's it's not, it's yeah. like a pamphlet. Yeah, it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand. You know, with any evolution in technology comes a de-evolution of what was before. Yeah, but I it disappoints me. <laughs> I, I maybe we're not really hitting the point here, though. For me, it's it's not about that it's dying. Mm. It's not the idea of what it is that's dying, but. Even like, I've never embraced the ebook. That's the same boat I'm in. I know right where you're going with this. I I like the feel of yeah. something in my hands. Tangible. The pages. Yes. Turning the pages. Yeah. I remember taking the magazines, even just a couple of years ago, out to the garage and laying them on the fender of a project and comparing what I'm oh, looking yeah. at in the magazine to what I'm trying to do. That's any magazine that I ever had in a subscription. I still have. I'm not a hoarder. I use BS. it. <laughs> yeah. well, I use it as reference. You know, I, I saw this cool Jeep build. I'm going to bookmark that. I'll come I, back to that. There's ideas. There's plans. There's I'm the same way. ways to do it. Yeah, I have hundreds and hundreds oh, of magazines. Yeah. And it, it to me, it's disappointing to not have that. Yeah, you can do it with digital, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. You know, my my thing, as you know, my eyes are really sensitive to light. That's so why brightness on my phones, my computers, anything is almost off. Okay. You know, I know that's an issue whenever you look at my phone. <laughs> and for me to sit there and stare at a screen all day, that kills me. Yeah. I hate it. I can't do it. So for me, it's it's now an inaccess to information. Yeah, the Internet Superhighway gives you, you know, infinite access to anything. But if I'm going to have to pay to get that information on that now when I could get it in print and always have it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it's not as cool either no. looking at the old... Like, I get that they're going to probably digitize all the old issues. They probably already are. Well, yeah. No, yeah. Number. Most, probably most not. I, who knows? Um, but, you know, to me, you know, like, I do demolition. Mm-hmm. We find old magazines and old newspapers all the time oh, in yeah. the demolition business. And it's cool when you flip one open and you go, oh, look, in... You know, 1972, you could buy a brand new Buick for, you know, $2,800 or yeah. whatever. And, you know, it's cool to look at this, but to, to look at it on a screen, it just doesn't seem the same to me. No, it's not. Well, it, that's the thing, too. The person on the screen, you're looking at the information that somebody in 1972 looked at, mm-hmm. but you're not holding something that someone in 1972 yeah. touched. Yeah. It's a connection to the past. It is. The 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 electronifying of it is is severing the connection between the past it, and, it and yourself. It makes it easier to discard that information. It makes it disposable. And yeah, and to discredit more of it. It's digital. Oh, well there's a problem with this. You know, this is not true. Not to say that doesn't happen in print, but there there's just there's a difference with a digital version of something versus a print version of something. You know, that's interesting that you bring that up. Um, I never thought of it that way before, but in our overly politicalized, dare I say... um, Time? (laughs) Well, no, no, I'm just... Yeah, I was going to go further on that thought. Mm. Uh, But uh, on people that get just too offended about everything... Oh, God, that pisses me off. Grow yeah, up, yeah exactly. Um, and I'll leave it at that because the words get stronger. <laughs> are they going to, because I know they've done this mm-hmm. in many different things, but are they going to take these old magazines now that they're going to be, say, all digital, mm-hmm. the old copies, are they going to go in and modify things that they find offensive? I guarantee it. Are they going to? I'll are, say that for the simple fact of look, what, look what's happening in the South. All the Confederate statues that have been torn down because someone's offended. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I had so, to pause there. So, <laughs> so the, like, 
They'll probably remove the smoking ads. Yeah. Anybody, any ad that has someone smoking in it, yeah. even if it's not a smoking ad. So, you know, if it's an ad for a, you know, brand new Pontiac and yeah. get, from 1952, and the guy's smoking a cigarette in the car, yeah, are they going to digitally alter it so he's not smoking a cigarette, or just remove the whole ad? Look at the movie ET. They took the guns out of their hands when the bike was flying. They put radios there. I forgot about that. It'll happen. Yeah. And that that drives me nuts. The, See, to me, that's destroying the past. Absolutely. You, I can't remember who said it. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll remember. It's those who uh, erase history or forget history are doomed to repeat it. I, I don't remember Something who said that, that, but yes, yeah, uh, those, you, you those who forget going. those who forget history are doomed yeah. to repeat it. Yeah, um, I absolutely. It ticks me off. Yeah, it, it's you, you've managed to strike a very sore spot chord with me here. On that I didn't one. know that we were going to go there. I didn't either. But, but actually, um, this is a good point to to kind of plug oh, in. We haven't done museum minutes in a couple no, of episodes. No, we haven't. Uh, we've talked. Really. We've we talked, talked about, about a couple the Mara, of new pieces. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I would like to to take take just a minute here to talk about the museum. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, in many episodes, we've talked about the Museum of Off-Road Adventure, www.themora.org. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm old. I still say www. I don't need to do that. I that's, do, too. And I weird. always will. You know, themora.org. Go to themora.org. Um, Facebook, uh, Museum of Off-Road Adventure. Um, one of the projects that we started at the Mora when we first started was to start compiling a library of automotive, especially four-wheel drive, but automotive literature and automotive print publication. Yeah. I personally donated my collection of approximately 1,200 um, automotive magazines to the Mora. I never realized there were that many. Oh, wow. yeah, there's boxes. <laughs> there's boxes and boxes. Nice. Um, we have other things that have been donated, but, you know, I think it's important that we preserve these. And I was trying to think of a reason just an hour before we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, if it's all going to be digitized, what is the importance? But if we're right, John, if we are right and they're going to start altering the past in the digital scans, mm-hmm. then this is the importance, oh, keeping yeah. the originals so people can see what they really were, yeah. the unmodified, unabridged. Yes. That's the right term, the unabridged yeah. copies. So, um, you know, now that we know that there's an end date for all of these these off-road magazines, JP, I'd, I'd say these Peterson's, are probably the most, influ- some of these are the most influential ones, too. We, if, if any listeners are interested in donating those to the Mara, please mail them to us. Um, if you're boxes local, of we them. might be able to arrange pickup. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, they will be part of the Mora forever. Yeah. Um, for as long as the Mora exists, which we hope is forever. Yeah. Um, but they will be for the public use. I, we we hope that someday, at least I hope that someday, and I, know, I think you do, mm. that our automotive library of actual tangible print media, not just digital, mm-hmm. is unmatched in this world. That'd be great. You know, and again, don't don't get me wrong. I I do like find useful and can appreciate the digital libraries of having access to all of this at once. But still, there is something to be said for having it in front of you, not having to print it off. You know, having a book, mm-hmm. having a magazine right there to look at. You know, to compare it to other things that so we don't have twelve different things open on a, a tab on your computer. Or you know, needing four different screens to look at all this stuff, you have it there. Yeah, you know, the power goes out or something, you still have access to it. That's true. You know, anything not, not to speak of the doomsday or any of those scenarios, but if power goes out, you're sitting there in the dark. If yeah. you don't have a tangible paper good or physical copies of things to read, you literally have nothing to do. Well, it's one of the reasons that I still believe in carrying the owner's manual of your vehicle mm-hmm. in your vehicle simply because a lot of newer vehicles don't oh, yeah. tell you on the fuse block where the locations oh, are. Yeah. You have to look in the owner's manual. Yeah. And I've had people a lot of the tell old ones too. Yeah, and I've had people tell me like and I don't remember who this was, but it was somebody not that long ago said, Oh, well, I'll just look it up in my phone each time. And it's like, Well, what if you're in the boondocks in the middle of nowhere? 
Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the city and my phone's been dead or dying. I actually got lost on my way home one night. I was drove drunk buddy and his brother home from a party we were at. Dropped his my buddy off. I knew how to get home from there. His brother wanted to go to some other place, so I dropped him off there. Hang on just real quick. The way you said that, you drove your drunk buddy home. Correct. You didn't drunk drive home. No, no, absolutely okay. not. Okay, no. <laughs> yeah. The way it's, it's just, my, I drove my drunk friend and buddy his home. brother were quite inebriated yeah, yeah, and unable okay. to drive. Right. I took them home. Good, good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the one threw up in my jeep or the car. Ew. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Yeah. So, Anyways, right. so I got completely lost. I had less than a quarter tank of gas, and the my phone at the time, the port, the charge port was bad. And the charger I had in the car was one of those you have to wiggle and hold it in the right spot to get it to work. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, normally we have paper maps in that vehicle. That vehicle had been cleaned out a couple days before. Those had not been put back yet. Oh, geez. So here I am, middle of the city, 3.30 in the morning, 40 minutes from home, lost. And I was barely... Barely able to get just hold the cord just right. I got four percent battery charge, was able to get it to turn on. I opened the map program, found the nearest mile road, and I was able to get it home from there. Yeah, but you know, had I had a map or something, I'd have been fine. Yeah, you know, had I needed to do something on the car, I wouldn't have had access to any information whatsoever about that thing. Mm-hmm. I'd have been totally up the creek without a paddle. You know, so yeah, yeah. No, that's very, that's very, very important. Yeah. to to keep those. I I I want to say I still have a Michigan Atlas in Project Excursion. Nice, but I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. I'll have to look. Yeah, I actually have to do some cleaning in there. Anyways, the job <laughs> site I'm on right now is so dusty and dirty that the inside of my excursion looks like somebody threw a bag of talcum powder in there. Ooh, yeah. Ouch. That's Although, hey, hey. Uh, total side note. Total ADD <laughs> moment here. Um, I actually did some wheeling yesterday, like some nice. some legitimate wheeling. Nice. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, with Project Excursion, with Is its that most, curb at the mall, with its mostly ball tire. No, <laughs> I, you would you'd be surprised. So, <laughs> I uh, yeah, thanks. You owe me that one, don't you? <laughs> eh. um, we I, dig back and forth. Oh it's yes, yes we do. <laughs> um, I pull out of work and I'm downtown Detroit, and uh, you know I pull out of work. And I, and I go to turn, and I happen to see down a side block one of my coworkers who, like 30 minutes before we had gotten off of work that day, was asking me a couple of quick car questions because and apparently he's not a real mm-hmm. um, gearhead or, or just real mechanically inclined guy. He thinks he has a bad, bad uh, he thinks he has a bad alternator, and he couldn't quite figure out like if it was bad or not. And I was giving some tips like how to yeah. do it, you know, blah, blah. Um, well, anyways, I, uh, I leave work. I'm, I'm driving to go back, get on the freeway. And I happen to, I have to look over and I see him sitting in his car on this kind of side street, just, just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, <laughs> I wonder if his battery died or his yeah. alternator or whatever. So I do a quick Yui. And I turn around and I go down the side street he's on, which is a one way, and pull up next to him. And I'm like, is everything all right? He's like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. He's like, it's cool. He goes, my daughter gets off from work in a half an hour. So I just, I, on this day, so I just wait for her. I just, I'm, just, I'm just sitting here playing on my phone. He goes, I'm going to, um, he's, I'm going to drive over to her works a block away and pick her up in a half an hour. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. I said, I just want to make sure your alternator wasn't bad. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. And I said, well, give me a call if you have a problem. Said, okay, cool. So I, I go leave. Well, then I realized that this, you know, like one way street goes for a mile or so, whatever, before I can turn back around and go <laughs> a mile back to go to the street. Yeah. Well, I see this alleyway between a couple of like kind of burned out buildings, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm looking at it, and I says, well, yeah, I'll just cut through there. I mean, that's where I need to cut through. So I turn, and it's a little bit of water. It's been, it rained the other day a little Mm -hmm. bit, you know, it snowed a little bit. (laughs) So I go to turn, and um, and I see, like, there's a little puddle, you know, I mean, when I say a little puddle, I mean, just, you know, there's water in the alleyway. Yeah. Yeah, apparently that water was about four feet deep. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I just... I hit the front of that thing and um, 
you know, I, I just I'm good going along. All of a sudden, the front of Project Excursion just drops, and I go, "Whoa!" And I just I just gunned it, and nice. uh, you know, and there's water splashing up on the sides of it, up on the hood, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Ah!" <laughs> like I don't That's know, if a, funny. I don't know if a water main broke under there or what, but I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there was there was tire tracks. Like, That's funny. Who's driving their hoopty through that thing? That's we. My buddy and I were running the river in his uh, TJ a couple years ago. We were backwoodsing. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're, we're getting through some of these pits, and like I, I know that river in the area. So I'm like, yeah, be careful here. It gets pretty deep. Like, okay, okay. So we feel the jeep start to float. Oh, now geez. he has the drain plugs out, so we just waited a minute. Yeah. And then they, <laughs> the water filled up past the drain plugs, and we were down. We had traction again. We oh. kept going till we get to one spot. <laughs> Thankfully, it was the driver's side of the Jeep went almost all the way under. I mean, the headlight was half submerged. It's like, yep, we're done. Gets too deep here. Mm. Airboxes, passenger side on those. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, four feet might have been an exaggeration, but I know that the, um, I was over the top of the bumper. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And I know the airbox uh, comes in on top of the driver's fender on the excursion. <laughs> so, I was probably pretty close myself to the airbox, nice. and you know, and I probably drove for fifty or sixty feet before I got up out of that thing. Oh, wow. So a little bit, a little bit off, just a little, yeah. yeah nice, nice. But uh, you want know, to take a quick break, buddy? Yeah, sounds good. To grab something else to drink. See you in a bit. Yeah, that was, yep. all right. <laughs> Hey, it sounds like it's time to swap out that old engine for something better, John. Yeah, man, but I have so much into my trans and transfer case set up already. I don't want to change those two. Sounds like you need to call Quick Draw Brand Adapters. They specialize in conversion bell housings for nearly all diesel and gasoline engines, including the new 2.8R Cummins. You know, I like weird engines, though. I want something different. Then you definitely need to visit quickdrawbrand.com today. They have those hard-to-find parts, they also have used diesel engines available. You can call them at 513-446-9654. Cool, I'll do that. See what they have. Thanks. So here's one, I, I guess on this magazine thing, kind of circling back to the magazine thing, John. I think what has made me raw on this topic the last couple of days and sad Um is how many at once they're doing. Oh, like, yeah. It seemed if to, it was a slower phase out, it'd be a little easier. Exactly. To and and to go and to go to Peterson's, like Peterson's like the top That's of, a staple, man. Yeah, that that would be like National Geographic just axing their magazine. Yeah. You know, maybe they're not National Geographic territory because mm-hmm. they've been around for 100 something years, but Yeah. Still Peterson's has been around, I think I looked up, and it was like the mid-70s or something. Yeah. This might be blasphemous to some people, circles, the statement I'm about to make, but as much of a Jeep guy as I am, I've never purchased a single issue of Jeep magazine. Oh, JP? Yeah. And the reason being, as much as I love Jeeps, I want to see what other projects are going on. And Peterson's gave me that. Yeah, that, that, gave me that was the beauty of Peterson's. All kinds of different trucks and Jeeps, and... Yeah, I'm not into the European and the foreign cars or trucks, but still, there's some cool stuff in there. There's a lot of great information in those. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it, to learn from it. Exactly. So I'm going to miss that a lot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I, yeah, and I I agree with you there. That was, they were all-encompassing. Yeah. Um, a little bit of everything. I, I, ha- I think, I like I said, I think I had a subscription to JP. I may have just bought their, their, their issues every mm-hmm. couple of months or something for a while, but... Um, yeah, Peterson's was a big one, and it's the yeah, only yeah. it's the only magazine subscription I still had. Yeah, and so I don't as, know. as like I said a couple times, I've been thinking about renewing it, but I'm, I'm glad I didn't now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I just it it was they just axed a lot of it. Um, so unless you got anything else on that, um, going into kind of four by four news and mm. stuff like that, um, uh, we've been the, partnering with the Christmas Walk, as you know, this month, mm-hmm. and been extremely busy down at the museum. Cool. Um, we've had uh, give or take six hundred visitors so far. Oh, cool. So uh, it's 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 been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, only one interesting 
interaction in the museum mm-hmm. during the Christmas walk hours. Um, there's this lady looking at the number 12 power wagon. Mm-hmm. And she sticks her head in the in it, and she makes this most horrified face that I've ever seen. I mean, she's just like, you know, like, you know, I, you know, we're on radio, so people can't For see those me. Do who this. can't see, Keith just made a horrendous looking yeah, ugly face, uh, yeah, more so than his usual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I walk over to her, and I said, and, and she sees me walking up, and she looks at me, and I said, well. I go, that was a funny face. I said, you don't like it? And as soon as she starts speaking, I'm like, wow, Keith, foot, mouth. Mm. Um, she's a deaf lady. Ah. And um, for those who don't know, people who are born profoundly deaf and especially use sign language uh, through most of their communication, uh, part of the sign language... Um, you know, universe is also using facial expressions. Mm. You, you do a lot of facial expressions while you're signing, and it's it's part of the sign language. It's actually part of it. So I realized that that's what it was. You know, so she's she she talks. She's she she has kind of the, the I guess the deaf accent voice is what you would call it. Mm. But she says to me, um, you know, that seat looks really gross. What's on that seat? Is that hair? And I said, well, that yes, that's actually horse hair. I said, they used to use horse hair for padding seats back in the day. Oh, okay. Well, then we get in this inf- interesting conversation about number mm-hmm. 12 Power Wagon. And she could obviously read lips. And so um, I, because as you know, my fiance is deaf, but she's not profoundly, well, she, yeah, she is profoundly deaf, but she was not born profoundly deaf. Um, and so I, my signing is absolutely terrible. We're mm-hmm. learning together, but I signed to her, um, you know, you know, do you sign? And she looks at me and, and this is second time Keith foot and mouth. And she goes, yes, we've spoken together at the restaurant before. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't recognize Oops. her at all. She was all done up. She had like yeah. all this Christmas garb on and I, <laughs> it's been like a year, but I, mm. her and I were signing back and forth at my parents' restaurant one nice. day and I had met her. And so I'm just like, oh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, all right. But anyway, she, long story short on that, even though she was horrified by the seat in number 12 Power Wagon, <laughs> she thought what we were doing with the museum was super, super cool. And, That's awesome. you know, really thought it was really cool. And she asked me a bunch of questions about the Napco fire truck, too, nice. and different stuff. So I was just, but um, 4 by 4 News. This entire episode has been a 4 by 4 News. Yeah. Thing. I mean, really, but yeah. is is there <laughs> is there anything else out in the four by four world you want to talk about? Not that I can think of. Really? I mean, I got the Pegasus trends about halfway out, almost halfway. Well, I mean, that's that's good. Yeah. When I when I dropped the starter, a very large walnut rolled out. Mm. I don't know if that was in the bell housing or just stashed on top of it by a squirrel. But I'm gonna be really really mad if it actually ends up being that that's what was causing the noise. I'm fairly confident it's not. Okay. But if that ends up being it, I'm going to be pissed. Just, just a walnut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, I'm pretty sure it's not. It's not impossible. No, I know. I saw an old Chevy truck once that had was making awful clutch noises, and the bell housing was packed full of walnuts. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. It's one of my dad's work trucks. <laughs> I don't spring. know how they could get in. I don't even. That's it. Well, it I had no it shield had on, on it. To- oh. Yeah. So it is does, and that's. I, there's no way a walnut could have gotten in there. It's not possible. Were you That's eating them when you put the trans in? No. Oh. <laughs> this is a whole walnut. <laughs> okay. So. Well, squirrels will put them anywhere. Yeah, but in the bell, I, the, squirrels I'll are wait stupid. and find out. Squirrels are stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, of what I, I can't see anything yet. Whereas I can't really see much past the flywheel in the starter hole. So mm-hmm. it's, I'll have it out tomorrow if all goes well. All so, right. All right. I'm just praying it's the clutch. Or yeah. I've, I found one noise on a YouTube video. They said it was a pilot bearing. Just, I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping it's that. I just, I'm going to have to get a hold of the manufacturer who made the adapter plate, find out what part number I need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that part scares me a little bit. Well, find out. Find yeah. out. Um, hey, uh, <laughs> That's I was, and the rear shocks are out on Project XJ. Oh, okay. That was a bear. Three of the four bolts snapped. Oh. And the fourth bolt was so stripped off that two sizes smaller of a 12-point socket 
just kept rounding out. So, yeah, that's yeah. That's so I had rough. To, I had to cut that because I I couldn't get any angle on it to get an angle grinder in there. Die grinders busted, <laughs> so I I had to cut it out in small pieces. And in looking up a couple YouTube videos on you know how to remove those weld nuts out, mm-hmm. I'm still happy that I bought that air hammer. It's the most expensive tool I've ever purchased. Get it's, the plasma cutter going. I, I know, but that's that still would be cheaper than this tool. Uh, air hammer works good, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as what I've paid for tools, mm-hmm. I've paid a lot more for this than I should have. But the amount of work and time it saved me, worth every penny. I mean, I got in there with a you know a couple different bits and just hit it, and in a few seconds, pop the nut off, and I'm done. So now I got to make up some flag nut styles. I'd just buy a set, but I'm going with bigger bolts, and then uh, yeah, get the bar pin eliminators, and then I'm pretty much done with the suspension. Very cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> so uh, I'm getting ready. Um, I'm hoping right after the first of the year to do the. Uh, the lift kit and the wheels and tires on Project Excursion. Um, nice. Kind of getting stuff ready there. Um, something kind of cool happened today. I hope that I officiated something pretty exciting for the Land Cruiser industry, and I can't give away mm-hmm. too many details right now, but um, I happen to um, be friends on Facebook uh, or follow on Facebook um a bunch of Land Cruiser people and things like that. Well, um, one of my friends slash people that has a business in the Land Cruiser world had posted um, about some, you know what unicorn parts are, right? Like one-off, extremely rare. Well, not really one-off, but yeah, extremely or rare. Thought to not exist. Not well, <laughs> darn near. Yeah. yeah, he had posted some, and he had he had said, "Hey, look what I have. Um, these are going in a build." Blah blah blah, and just all sorts of people were like, "How much? Name your price." Blah blah blah. You know, and he's like, "No, no, no. You know, not for sale, isn't that?" And then people are like, "Well, is anybody gonna ever reproduce these or anything like that?" And um, uh, you know, there was just all this this talk back and forth. And so um, I got a hold of Chad over quick draw. And I said, listen, I said, you are a whiz at casting things out of aluminum. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up putting the two companies together today uh, over lunch at work. I called both, nice. both of them. And I says, Hey, I says, um, you guys need to talk. Chad seems to be optimistic. And if he can, in this product, and it would be, it would be, uh, either a complete reproduction of something for the Land Cruiser world, mm-hmm. or it would be um, like a modified, updated Chad McKinney version. Okay, that would be that would work the same way. Mm-hmm. And either case, um, I think the Land Cruiser world is going to be pretty excited if he can do this. Sweet. And so, tell me what it is on the break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I will. Um, and I think, though, that if he does this, um, you know, I think he's the guy for it. So cool. Um, Very cool. You know, I'm, it's just another thing where he's supporting our four by four world. Awesome. You know, and just, and that's what it is. It's a part for a four by four. And, cool. um, it's a shift uh, handle, isn't it? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I would just, if he can do this, um, I, I, you know, and that's the thing. He when he finds out there's a need out there, and he mm-hmm. and he comes up with stuff. So I'm hoping, I'm cool. hoping. Very um, cool. You know, so I just and and the and that was what ex, that's one of those things. Like I started off this episode talking about how I was thankful for things, mm-hmm. thankful for Chad. You know, I called him up, and so many people would be like, "Okay, let's talk bottom line," or mm-hmm. "Let's talk." Um, you know, or the, people are like, oh, I don't think that's, if nobody's done it, it's impossible, this and that. And Chad, <laughs> one of the first things out of his mouth was, well, let's make it happen. I like and, it. And I said, okay. I said, well, I said, I don't know it's all detailed. And he goes, so I gave him, he says, well, tell me the details. So I told him and he goes, I don't see that being a problem. Cool. And Very cool. It's that attitude, man. Yeah. He just has that can-do, like. That's awesome. And he was just, and he's like, and he goes, and the guys need this? And I said, guys need this. He goes, eh, we should be able to figure it out. Sweet. You know, very cool. You know, instead of being like, "Oh well, you know, I'm not going to make enough nickels on it." <laughs> yeah, he just—that's awesome. Yeah, that is. I like cool. that sort of uh, 
that's I'm proud that proud that he's a sponsor of our or absolutely that he advertises with us and yeah. stuff. But well, he's a sponsor. Just, yeah, he's a sponsor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, just but that kind of support that's pretty cool for absolutely. our industry. That is awesome. Yeah. So, but got anything else, John? Nothing I can think of, Mister Keith. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> well, let's wrap this one up. And let's go over to the end of the trail and, uh, you know, find us on patreon.com under Wheelin'. And you can. Just a heads up, too, for those who are listening, we are still having some technical difficulties with Patreon. Just yeah. so you all have a heads up. We are working on it. We have episodes that are going up. Yeah. We haven't forgotten. So you're going to get a whole bunch of stuff at once. Yeah, <laughs> there's definitely an uploading issue. Um, I, I, I think it's on there, and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe Patreon will figure it out. I don't know, but, you know. We'll sort it out. We'll sort it out. Yeah. All right, so, folks. That being said, thanks for listening, and have a good one, everybody.